It's Friday night. Do you know where Dr. Zeus is? Dr. Zeus is out and about. I am. And uh, I saw bros. And bros. First and foremost, I want to thank Billy Eichner. I want to thank Judd Apatow and the director. When we, uh, when I get a moment, I'll, I'll say his name. You know, because it's always good to say someone's name. Um, my take on bros... It was good. It was good. It was one of those films where it makes you think. So much so that I drove in a daze listening to Depeche Mode. And I had to go eat sushi. So, yeah. But the fact that I was in a daze, because it made you think. It was funny. It was hilarious. It was poignant. It was loving. It was, it was a, it was a rom-com. But it was a different kind of rom-com. Huh. First and foremost, you know what's funny is they do parody Luke McFarlane. Because in reality, in real life, he is on Hallmark and he plays a straight character. But in reality, Luke McFarlane is gay and he is Canadian. Yep. Sorry, ladies. But, you know, you still have John Bon Jovi. So, you know, but John Bon Jovi, he's starting to get up there. He's got that white hair. But, you know, we're on our way there. We're living on a prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's some hotness going on. There was a very few. When I got there, I was the only one in the theater. And then people started to show up. Maybe like three other people. And the sex scenes, I think, kind of made them go, whoa. And I'm just sitting there like, been there, done that. Uh, Billy Eichner is such a, oh, my God. This is this is Billy's baby. This is is written and produced and acted. It was almost like a Streisand thing because you know with Streisand it's like written and directed by Barbara Streisand, starring Barbara Streisand, music and score by Barbara Streisand. So it was all it was it was it was funny, but I loved it. I loved it, and I wanted to tell Billy. I know he's not listening to the show, so I told him on social media that I love the movie. I think all of us kind of saw ourselves in those characters, and I and I absolutely loved it. It, it was, I will tell you, parts of it also reminded me of Annie Hall, and then parts of it reminded me of um, uh, Tootsie. At the end of Tootsie, where Jessica Lang and Dustin Hoffman are walking down the street in New York at the end of the movie... And they're having fun. And that's what it reminded me of. And then a little bit of Moonstruck, you know, because Billy Eichner's character, Bobby, he is just... <sighs> he's he he's passionate. He's giving it. And Luke McFarlane's character, Aaron, I mean, oh, my. Yeah, it's kind of like, whoa. It, I, you know, they're texting each other. Thankfully, it wasn't You Got Mail, although there were those elements, you know, in You Got Mail where they're... they're IOLing each other. In fact, he's watching that at some point in the movie. But I loved it. I loved it. It it really is a step in the right direction. And it was a primarily primarily LGBTQ cast, which was great. Um, one of the cast members, she was on Glee, and I remember her on Glee, and I, she played the coach. So I wanted to give her kudos because I I really enjoyed that I thought it I thought it was great I thought it was great that you know um you could have all these characters 
lived their truths. And then, of course, you had one actor who's gay in real life, but he's playing straight. It was funny. Um, I forget his name right now because I'm doing something. Um, <coughs> you may remember him. Remember Weeds? Um, the what is it? The guy that she worked for, and he'd always call her Blanca. Yeah, he was also in Half Baked. So it was it was a really great cast. Uh, there's a few guest stars in there where you're kind of like, what the fuck? I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, you know, at first I was like, okay, where's this going to go? I've watched Billy on the street. Billy is just hilarious. Okay. Billy is the real deal. That's why I think we all love Billy. And to have him fall in love with Luke McFarlane's character. I mean, there's even a part where he's playing, she's like the wind by Pat, the late Patrick Swayze. I'm an 80s baby, so I remember Dirty Dancing. Come on, you know? And um, that lyric where she's out of my league, because he probably thinks that. He thinks, you know, and people looking at, and inward are like, oh yeah, or outward, oh, he's he's out of his league, you know? But they work, you know, the, op- the, the old saying opposites attract. So, and then, and then the funny moments was, you know, Aaron, Luke McFarlane's character, he likes Garth Brooks, you know, standing outside the fire. I, hey, I'm not a big Garth Brooks fan, but I'm like, okay, okay. All right. When you have LGBTQ people who like country music and, and you're kind of stunned at first, like, oh. You like that. Oh, okay. And then now you've got openly gay characters, or gay, sorry, gay people in, or, or bisexual or lesbian people in country music. You've got um, uh, Brothers Osborne, JD Osborne, is it JD or JT? Uh, Osborne, the lead singer of Brothers Osborne. He is gay. He's openly gay. I'm trying to think if there's some others, but um, yeah, that, that really got me because. When I was growing up in the 90s, Garth, Garth Brooks was big. He was big. You know, he, you can't find him on iTunes. So if you watch Bros and you're like, oh my God, I want to listen to some Garth Brooks. Well, I think you have to go to Garth's website or buy the CDs, you know, or you can stand outside the fire. Yeah. I've heard that song so many times and you and you have to twang it up. You know what I mean? When you're singing it. Yeah. So it was cute. It was cute. It was poignant. It was funny. It was hilarious. And what I love about Billy Eichner is, you know who is in Billy Eichner's corner? A big, big superstar who was like, you know what? I want to have a screening of that movie. And that's Mariah fucking Carey. In fact, Mariah fucking Carey was on Billy on the Streets. Billy Billy on the Streets is just hilarious. He says, do you know this person? Are you going to watch their movie? He even does that for bros. He brought Billy on the street back uh, since the pandemic. So this is the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I mean, this is this is a first as a queer man myself, because I, and I'm going to say that because I never really felt part of the gay community. I'm going to be very honest and very blunt. First and foremost, because I am a, I am a Mexican person, a Mexican descent. I grew up in the country. I have different different life experiences I don't I don't get the whole drug thing I really don't 
or why some guys want a younger man. It's like, oh, okay, all right. You know, I've, I've never been to a gay club. Um, I may have, I just don't realize it. <laughs> and then there's a lot of things, like when gay guys call each other girl, and it's like, yeah, no, no. Um, but I was watching something with Dr. Chris Donahue, who is a sex therapist, and he talked about, even though, you know, someone identify he, he identifies as queer. So I thought, yeah, I would identify more as queer because that, it's not taking away, because to me, the term gay is like saying you're an accessory and that people can go buy you at Target and the real housewives just want to be your friend and know all the drama and then there's all this bullshit attached to it you know um so yeah and also i think of someone like william s burroughs who identified as queer wrote a book called queer wrote a book called junkie yeah i mean come on and and how the term really has gone throughout the it's it's a you know it's like when you tell someone gay it's like whoa we've hit a road bump when we say queer then it's more like oh you are defining it for yourself so yeah um but yeah i really love the movie i really you know and i and it made me think of moonstruck i love moonstruck come on who doesn't love share who doesn't love Nicolas cage who doesn't love olympia dukakis was also on um tales from the city hello remember that um but you know snap out of it you know your life's going down get cover up that damn thing your life's going down the toilet yeah the the uh, the drama and the the theater and the italian food and the you know the music the the music of of drama and and i'm talking about uh, dramatic you know acting where it's the, the wine the women and the song and in this case, it's the wine, the men, and the song. Because <laughs> Billy Eichner does sing a song in this. And I just absolutely loved it. So, you know, because I was standing outside the fire. I'm going to stop. Don't worry. I'm sure Garth Brooks will get me for that. He's like, why are you singing my song? You didn't even cite it. You need to cite it before you sing my song. All right. He's from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I know. I know about Garth Brooks. Come on. It was, he's an icon. He's a 90s icon. He's still pretty big, though. But on that note, we will take a break and come back to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Okay, stay tuned. What? Yeah, you heard me. I see what you like. You like these big, like, bro-y, like, meathead idiots. Oh, is that what you like, Aaron? Yeah, you want to play with the big boys, huh? Oh, look, Aaron, they're fighting. You want to be in the fight? Yeah, you like that? Hey. Yeah, I can be tough. Oh, wow. I can be tough like your boys. Yeah. Oh, that's what you like, huh? Oh, now you're on my blanket, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm on your blanket. Oh, now you want to be on my big blanket? Now you want to be on my big blanket? I can be aggressive. Oh, there you are. There you are. I can be Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Okay, man. Yeah. Hey guys, it's <laughs> We're back. Told you, Doctor Zeus Film Podcast, and yes, even Billy is a podcaster. <laughs> oh, geez, we're everywhere. We're like wild, wildfire. Jason Almy knows all about that. Jason Almy 
really has the best voice in the business. Yeah, you can all go to Joe Rogan if you want, and he'll tell you if you're going to, you know, suck his cock for DMT. But when it comes to Jason Almy, okay, I trust him. When I hear him do those shows, that is a professional. That is a fucking professional, all right? Jason and Christina Almy, shit happens when you party naked. I learned a lot about professionalism in podcasting from them, how to really serve a show. So as for Bros, directed by Nicholas, is it, okay, he directed, uh, what did you direct? Okay. Okay. He directed, no, he didn't direct, he directed Zoolander 2, my friend Kevin would love that. Um, he did Fun with Dick. I hated that movie, Fun with Dick and Jane. Uh, okay, he's doing Animal Farm. Yeah. Is he? Oh, he's British. Yeah. Nicholas Stoller. Stoller. Oh, he's straight. <laughs> and so is Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow and Nicholas Stoller and Joshua Church. Written by Billy Eichner and Nicholas Stoller. Um, like I said, I love this cast. This is... Uh, I mean, Luke McFarlane, Bowen Yang, Harvey... Oh, I, I don't want to... Anyway, T.S. Madison, Monica Ramon, uh, Guillermo Diaz. That's, he's from Half-Baked. Guy Bron, Bronham, Amanda Burse, uh, Jim Rash. Uh, it is the fourth LGBTQ co- romantic comedy by Major Legacy Studio and the second to have an openly LGBTQ principal cast after Fire Island. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my god, this movie. Billy Eichner is Bobby Lieber. Luke McFarlane is Aaron. Oh, he doesn't have a last name. T.S. Madison is Angela. Monica Raymond as Tina. Guillermo Diaz as Edgar. Guy Brahman as Henry. Amanda Burse as Anne. Jim Rash as Robert. Uh, Lawrence Grape. We won't say who that is. Miss Lawrence as Wanda. I know about Miss Lawrence. Come on. Simone as Marty. Eve Lindley as Tamara. D. Lowe as... Okay. Um, Peter Kim as Peter. Dot Marie Jones as Cherry. Becca Blackwell as Lucas. Kristen Chenoweth as herself. That's one guest star I'll give away. Ben Stiller as himself. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. It was hilarious. It was amazing. Um, yeah. This is great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I'm going to serve you up one more clip of bros. Because it's all about bros. And, and I mean, there's so many moments that are my favorite. Okay? There's so many moments as my that, I mean, it really serves the movie. Here we go. And we're going to have an interview with all of them. I wish I had them on the show. I woke up laughing about you so rudely calling me out on my shit. Well, you deserved it, bitch. Honestly, I was impressed. You may be more emotionally unavailable than I am. Well, maybe we can be emotionally unavailable together. Maybe we can be emotionally unavailable together. Who's writing your texts, Maroon 5? Fuck off. Kidding. 
We can go out. Are you asking me out? I'm down for whatever. Yeah, same. Cool. Sounds good. So, tomorrow? Or we can do whenever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. I don't care what we do. Yeah, me neither. We can do whatever and we can do it whenever. Does that work for you? Yeah, that definitely works. Great. Whatever, whenever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. That's good. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. Heart. Oh, no. Unheart. Thumbs up. Peace. Peace. Later. Can you heart my later, bitch? Bye. And then it goes into the trailer, the clip. That's so funny. That's here we go. Here's here's the interview. Talented, beautiful, straight women. Um, <laughs> like Billy Eichner. I'm the Candace Cameron of Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my god, do you guys remember straight people? Yeah, they had a nice run. Billy, I, I saw you spoke about uh, kind of expecting more of a pushback from the studio just uh, based on the context and the, and the screenplay. And I was wondering if there, there were any moments or jokes or dialogue that specifically you were like, ooh, I hope this uh, makes sense. Aaron does have a last name. It's Shepard. All of it at the beginning, you know. But I said to Nick, if I'm going to do it and you want me to do it with you, because he brought the idea to do a rom com about a gay couple to me, I said it needs to be unapologetic. Like, it needs to be as sexy and explosive as any Judd Apatow comedy or any Nick Stoller comedy for that matter. Forgetting Sarah Marshall has that classic scene it opens with where Jason Siegel is completely naked <laughs> and arguing with his girlfriend and falling apart. And that's funny and it's shocking and it's provocative and it's sweet. It's all of those things, and you know. True. And it feels very real. It feels very real. And that's why it's funny. And I said, I don't want to hold back. It has to be unapologetic. We have to go pardon the pun, like balls to the wall with this literally and figuratively. And that was always a priority for me. And luckily, Universal, probably because Judd and Nick has, have had so much success taking kind of outside the box comedians like me and building movies around them, I think Universal felt a lot of confidence. And I think Universal also saw that the culture now has evolved to a place where people want these stories. To get people to the movie theater, you need to give them something new and yeah. fresh. It can't be just a comedy. It has to be an event. And Bros is that. I don't want any Hollywood bullshit. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's so much happened on set. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot, a lot, a lot of footage. Yes. And we know that, there, you know, there is a reason for a cutting room floor, right? Otherwise, you have a five-hour-long movie. Yeah. Um, but there were... I can't... I feel, like the, I feel like the final cut has a really good balance of everything. Yes, there were a lot of super hilarious moments oh, that, that didn't make... That didn't make it, but... Um, I, I feel like everything serves its purpose. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the cut, I thought, was good. It was good. It's it still, it good. It was good. But there, oh, there's so much that was uh, didn't make it that we thought was very funny that we, we, I mean, we left set and went back to our trailers and laughed. We came back mm -hmm. off a break and sat back down in our chairs to do retakes of some stuff. And we laughed and laughed and repeated some of the stuff because we were like, this going in here. This going in here. This yeah. has to go in here because this is so freaking funny. Um, but 
I do believe that the final cut of the movie did its justice to you know what we what we did. I think so. There there was there's plenty that was so funny, and then obviously you know you have to like cut some stuff along the way. I mean, I particularly we all and I can't remember when they come uh, when they came in to announce that Deborah Messing had shown up. You know, we we knew we were all gonna gasp. You know, <laughs> and and collectively, but then everyone was improvising their reaction to Deborah Messing. Uh, I think. T.S. Madison quite literally said, who's Deborah Messing? Which I think uh, Luke's character says actually in the movie. Uh, right. But I, I remember saying, uh, she's my hall pass, you know? And Dot had a funny one, I can't remember. All those are, aren't in there, but I thoroughly enjoyed that we all had a very personal reaction to Deborah Messing. Yeah, I mean, just to move on from that, I'd love to talk more about that sequence. Yeah. That, that cameo is like so hilarious. So we're going to pull away because I don't want you to know about all of the cameos. Now, they mentioned an actor, an actress that I wanted to talk about, and that was... Uh, let's see. If you remember the show Glee... Let's see. Okay. Dot Marie Jones. Yes. She was Liz, uh, Coach Kelly and Lizzie McGuire and Butch Brenda and Materi Material Girls and Coach Bestie on Glee. Beastie. Yeah, I remember her. So that was that was good to see a familiar face in um in Bros. Oh my god, this this movie um there's some hotness too in this movie. Uh, there's some sex scenes where it's like, oh, and that's where it kind of reminded me of other movies, and I and I loved that they did that. Um, mm. Okay, here's a good one. I I want to capture these. Uh, Thirty years of nursing. I love. I want to. I want to capture this. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is with Luke McFarlane. You know, Luke McFarlane does the Hallmark movies. He plays straight, but in real life, he's gay. So yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I wait for it to queue up. That's always the thing with our podcasts. Is and eventually I'll buy. So. YouTube Premium. <laughs> so this is all where it leads. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You know this is hammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Show me your hammer. Oh my God, that's Aaron. He's very hot. Okay, here we are. I'm sweating already. We have not done one exercise. I'm getting ready. I get my pre-pump on. And now we have his trainer. How many years have you been working out? I think 11 or 12. 11 years. Yeah, 2010 maybe. Yep. How, did you, how did you hook up? Tyler used to work at a gym that I used to go to, and I thought, that guy looks like I want to look. So what did he look like 11 years ago? You were almost 25 pounds lighter. I was doing brothers and sisters. My boyfriend and I might have plans, but I'll check. He can come too. It's kind of hot. How's 7.30? Geriatric. Let's say 9. And it was coming near the end, and I thought to myself, boy, I really want to change what I look like. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tyler helped me with that. I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest thing with, with guys who say that, it's the longest process. To gain 30 pounds of muscle and transform your body like Luke did, it took years. So let's talk about this movie. 
It is a all LGBTQ cast. Yes. You came out publicly in 2008. Yes. Could you ever have imagined being a romantic lead in a gay rom-com put out by Universal, <laughs> produced by Judd Apatow? No. I mean, certainly not. That definitely was not the landscape when I was around. I think as a gay actor, we were told if you want to do something that's all gay and it's all inclusive, it's going to be relegated to a very narrow sort of band, whether that's logo or showtime right. or, you know, some backroom video sort of thing. So <laughs> the fact that there's this public acceptance is, is very meaningful. It was the moment when I kind of first read the script that I knew that it was a really good part for me. Mm -hmm. And that's always scary as an actor because it becomes yours to lose because you just know that there's so much personal stuff in there. But I have to admit, after the first audition, I thought, I think I might have might have got this one. Mm. I stepped into the room that first time, like Judd Apatow was in the room. I had no idea who was gonna be there. That was nerve wracking and exciting. I went in a second time, read the scene. Nick and Billy asked if they could have lunch with me. And then they told me that they liked me for the part. Then they sort of actually started being very interested in my own personal experiences because a lot of the writing process for both of them is about drawing out personal experiences from the performer. We can go out. Are you asking me out? So that's Luke, Luke McFarlane who played Aaron um, in, in Bros. Now, I really love the interview they did with uh, Kelly Clarkson, if I can play that. Okay, here we go. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy joked backstage that I wore the same outfit as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've never been a fireman. I just played one in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the same, right? No, no, not <laughs> It at requires all. the same level of bravery. Yes. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever, because my son, he's six, he's gone through the phase that he wanted to be a fireman. Did y'all ever want to be a fireman when you were a kid? Yeah, they're like, you know, the greatest heroes in our society. You know? <laughs> before about your parents and how much they encouraged you you know and that's so cool the entertainment world yeah. so did they I, I don't know how were they like when you were a kid because you sing in this and I, I have to lead with this because I'm a singer whatever yes. um and singer? I, what <laughs> I know um no but I just I had to leave with it because I thought it was so great at the end when you were singing Thank you. I was like I'm sorry Billy uh I didn't know that, <laughs> that about is you. a big compliment coming from you no um, such great like, tone your I vibrato love... Thank you. Yeah. Wow. We're talking okay. technique. Yeah. I know. When I was a kid, I opened my mouth as a young boy and had a good singing voice. Yeah. And I grew up in New York City, and I was really lucky because my parents loved Broadway, so they took me to a lot of Broadway. They took me to see concerts, and they really encouraged How me lucky. to sing. I was so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a. I think that's why I'm here today because they were so supportive. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of music, I found out that you're like a huge Garth Brooks fan. I am for real, and that actually ties in. To our movie, I know. Bit. So yeah. that's where the dance you're doing the dance, isn't it? Like, it is, it's like it is different an lyrics. homage to yes, the dance, yes. yes uh, that I, I recognize the song, yes, the yes, yes, yeah. which you sang brilliantly at the dance. At was oh, absolutely. oh my gosh, you oh made Garth God. Brooks cry. Oh, yes. and you. everybody watching, it was I, I watched that like 30 times, yeah. Thank Literally you. during the filming, uh, we, we were talking a lot about uh, Garth Brooks and and 
Billy actually wrote that song during the filming of it. It was not something oh, that was really? totally yeah. planned. It came out of a conversation that we had about yeah. what music we liked. Yeah, because we didn't know each other before we started shooting. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to get to know each other. So I said to him, you know, what kind of music do you like? And he said, actually, I love country music and my favorite singer is Garth Brooks. And I was thinking my character in the movie at the end, I don't want to give it all away, but, you know, he needs to make a grand gesture, yeah. you know, because he's in love with this guy but has a hard time expressing himself. We both do. That's what bros is about. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what? I, I like the idea of a gay man singing a Garth Brooks-inspired country song, a love song, to the guy he's in love with, even though my character doesn't love country music, but his does. So yeah. that's part of the gesture. Yeah. I like you and, have great taste in real life. And that's where we're standing outside the fire. Okay. I want to keep... Do I, I do like that song. I do like that song. Here's why... They like Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks has always been a gay ally because his sister is gay in real life. So, um, and that's and and I think he did he did a song about that in the nineties. Don't worry, I'm not going to start singing more Garth Brooks songs. You know, I know about the dance. I know, you know, I'm not a big country music fan. I love I love the chicks, you know, and I love. Um, I liked Faith Hill. I mean, I remember the the Kiss the the that album from nineteen ninety eight. Um, I had a friend in high school, very very sweet. Um, I always wondered what happened to her, and um, we would go out. She was in choir, and she'd say to me, "Hey, do you want to sing duets with me?" Sure. So we'd sing country duets, and she said to me one time, "You have a really good voice." I said, "Okay, thank you." I I don't know. A bunch of my friends were like, "How come you're not in choir?" I'm like, "Cause." I can't read music. It sucks. So, yeah. 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 I always wonder what happened to her. And um, anytime, anytime it's like a, an old country song, I think of her because she just, she had such good taste. She had such good taste. And um, um, I'm going to do something here on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I am going to mention her name hopefully maybe she will reach out you know because i haven't seen oh geez i when was the last time i saw her it had to be it had to be 2000 i had graduated from high school in 99 and the last time i saw her my family and i we were at barnes and noble and she was there she was there, and we had a good chat, and then I never saw her again. I never saw her again, and I always wondered what... Oh, my room is a mess. Maybe if the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast gets into a better budget, I'll remodel. Um, okay. So I have... Oh, God. I do have the yearbook. Jeez Louise. Um, ah, here she is. Nicole. Nicole Hilsen, Hilsendegger, okay? If you are out there, Nicole, um, reach out to me. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, you know who I am because we went to high school together. But I, I've thought about you this, oh, God, 22 years. Tw 22 years. Whenever there's a really good country song, and I think of her because we would sing those duets. And then she would sing like, 
these Trisha Yearwood songs and, you know, she's got her hair tied. She would sing those and she was good. She had a really good voice. So, yeah. And, oh, my God. And now we have to go back to bros, you know. So, um, yeah, this is really, this is, this is a monumental film. This is a monumental film for those of us queer kids who grew up in the 90s and, and just never, you know. We never thought it would, it would, I mean, geez, I, I can't remember the last time I dated, to be honest. Oh, I, oh, I know now. Oh, I remember. It was, those were good times, but you know, I don't kiss and tell. Only to the right people, not to the podcast. I like to keep that, you know, that amenity for myself, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was fun, you know. I don't, when I, when I would think of them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, listen to country songs i remember one time and there was another person there was another gentleman in the fray that i thought about and i remember one time just listen i loved i grew up loving billy holiday and i was listening to this old billy holiday song and i just started to cry this is a long time ago so that's all i will say because i don't kiss and tell so it was a fun time this film is all about discovery self-discovery and self-acceptance um and so i wrote to billy because i am such a fan of this movie i i would not be just hammering it out here and you know you you always have to be careful what you say to um well-known people because you know they might oh why is this anonymous person saying that and so i wrote oh my god bobby i loved it it made me rethink being single okay yeah we'll say it being single for the rest of my life i guess i need to find a garth brooks guy p.s garth brooks karaoke is fun just to twang up the voice bobby thank you for this movie we all see ourselves in it which is true which is absolutely totally fucking true all right Oh, yeah. So go see bros. There are sex scenes. But here's the thing with the sex scenes, okay? A lot of my listeners are Game of Thrones fans. If you can stomach those sex scenes, you can stomach these, all right? That I it made me think of my own life and made me think of my friends and their own lives. And you know, yeah, like I said, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> on the podcast. But I wanted I wanted to throw that out there. And then, side note, Nicole Helsendegger, if you've changed your last name, please reach out to me because I have I can't find you on social media. Um I hope you're doing well. I I miss you. Oh jeez. Those were some fun times, weren't they? Those were some fun times. Be in study hall. We'd get permission to go outside and just smell the air, and she'd start singing. And then she'd say, you want to sing a duet with me? And I was like, okay. And she said to me, I wish you were in choir with me. And I said, why? She says, because you're such a great duet partner. And that is moving to think about, you know, because I did want to be a singer, and I wanted to be in And then as I got older, I wanted to be in a band, you know, and it didn't happen. My cousin knows about that. He knows about that. We would talk about that. It's like, we need to rock out, so... You know, it's it's a good it's a good thing. But Billy, thank you. Luke McFarlane, thank you. Nick Stoller, thank you. Judd Apatow, 
Apatow. Thank you not only for Bros, but for that Carlin documentary. I can't say enough about that Carlin documentary. So, as always on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, Unpleasant Dreams, and I wanted to thank the new listeners. I know I have a few new ones because I've spoken to a few of them. You know, and um, if you've made it this far and you're not put off by, you know, some of the some of the humor that I display and some of my verbiage and, you know, I talk about music and I talk about film because I really do have a passion for it. You know, I'm not just some critic. I'm not just some review. I hate reviewers. I really do. Because they really can ruin someone's life. They can ruin someone's career. And it's, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The same goes for really good movies. Beauty is in the eye of the viewer. And music as well. You know, I, I the music that I love is just so eclectic and weird. Well, it's weird to other people, but I love it. You know, I love it. And um, yeah, that's, that's the beauty of, of bros is these two people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, coming together, falling in love, you know. Um, yeah, but I like Billy's ethos because it's always, it's not about the one I was taught growing up, you should never depend on someone to complete you as a whole person. You yourself are your whole person. You yourself complete yourself. Love is an extension of that. And then you come together, no pun intended, (laughs) Um, and um, you form this partnership and you form this relationship so, um, and I did a long time ago. Like I said, I do not kiss and tell, but it was fun. It was passionate. It was, and, and you know, and those are the good, those are the ones where it's like, okay, because you never intend for, we never intend for anything. You know, you kind of, it's so, you think it's a one-off. If you don't know what that is, come on. You think it's a one-off and then, and then it turns into something. It's like, okay. So you just let it happen. There's no fear in that, you know. How old was I? I was I was 30. He was 38. So, yeah, there was not much of an age difference. Um, but it was a fun time, as I said. I can very, very um, confidently say it was very passionate. It was very passionate, uh, very caring. Um, I won't give too much away because I don't believe in giving away the whole farm, okay? If you want to know everything, you have to either buy me dinner Maybe take me somewhere. You can't buy me a drink because I can't drink anymore for health reasons. So, yeah, that's the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. To the cast of bros, to the filmmakers of bros, thank you.